0: Welcome to the Meteor Podcast, a weekly news show about what's going on in the Meteor community. This episode is for Friday, January 9th, 2015. Happy New Year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Welcome, Meteor fans. I'm your host, Josh Owens, along with my co-host, Ryan Walker. Welcome, Ryan. Hey, hi. Uh, rusty. Oh, here goes the train. Can you hear it?
1: I can hear the
0: train, yeah. Yeah. Nice, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm in my fancy new digs here, and uh looks like Rise in his fancy new digs, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yep, yeah, we're all moving. Everyone's moving. Yep, yep. All right. So this week, this year, this is the first one of the year, we will be talking about... Uh, ranked Meteor apps, Meteor Plus Iconic, aka Meteoric. Uh, Why crappy developers are more productive. Uh, Matrello, which is now Libreboard, <laughs> <laughs> and Instant Search with Meteor. So, uh, and let's see, we don't have any sponsors. I've uh, been busy slash lazy, moving and working and all kinds of stuff. So no sponsors, uh, though, if you do well, want
1: tool? what's your favorite tool that you've used this week, we can give a free spot to somebody. Okay. Well, uh, tool this week. I got wow. One. Yeah, go ahead. Well, we, 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 we re-implemented, uh, have you used a,
0: you there? I think I lost you. I think we lost Rye. All right. Tools I've used this week. Goodness, I guess uh, Google Analytics is always my one of my favorites. I've got a blog post coming out about it later today, so uh, they're always good. And then uh, Compose.io, they're always a good one.
1: Oh, are you back? I'm back, yeah. So nice. I have this problem with my new MacBook that it just drops Wi-Fi all the time. Have you, um, have you heard of that? I retinas?
0: experienced yeah. it for a little bit, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Like when I upgraded, it seemed better.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll see if I can stay
0: on. Okay. Oh, yeah, there he goes again. <laughs> Ryan Walker has joined the video call again. All right, so we'll just we'll keep rolling. Uh uh so ranked meteor apps, uh let's talk about that for a second. Um so if you go to rank.meteor.com, uh, Vinay LaCroix. I think that's how you say his name. LaCroix Maybe that's right. Uh, he's been putting out a lot of stuff. Uh, he found a way to scan um, and find Meteor apps on the internet and uh, wrote a little, little scanner that'll pull over all the packages that they have installed and it links it up to atmosphere and all kinds of good things. And um, he's pulling in their Meteor version and their Alexa rank and kind of showing you um, high traffic uh, sites that are on the internet. So like pools.betfair.com is a pretty big one. Um, but there's a lot of interesting ones in here. So I would say uh, go on here and and you can add your own app. Uh, it looks like he's using Polymer. Uh, looks nice, or at least material design. Um, and yeah, so I've I've added crater in there. Um let's see, today I added uh games.classcraft.com in there. Uh so a lot of good stuff. So check it out. Have you seen this, Ry? You're muted. So I'll go on with uh with we usually alternate, so I'll go on with my stories here. Um hopefully Ry will pop back in. Uh, so Sasha wrote a uh, a great post. And if I say Sasha and you don't know who that is, why are you listening to this podcast? Just kidding. We love you, Sasha. <laughs> uh, so he wrote one, why crappy developers are more productive. And um, I don't know. It, it's, it's interesting uh, because he talks about dabbling in technology and um, learning things. There we go. Now I'm hearing Rye, uh, and and so he he talks about how his lack of technical knowledge um, kind of helps him just be okay with with getting things done and shipping features. And um, I don't know. There, there's there's this interesting kind of um, take on you know as he's learning to code better or you know working on telescope more he's he's wanting to refactor and and make things um i think more enjoyable right like he wants his code to be more enjoyable to work with but then when he gets done it's like oh look what i did and everyone's like but you didn't ship any features and um it's interesting because i i think uh i think this is to me this is he's explaining the journey to becoming more of a a software craftsman. Um, I don't know if that's the right term, uh, but you know, I, I I think what what this ultimately comes down to is the fact that uh, you know you you care about the stuff that you have to work with every day, and if things are hard to read or hard to follow, um, they're they're hard to work with. And when someone says, "Oh, hey, there's a bug in that code," like that's that's hard for you to update that and and work with it because you're not sure even what it does. And so you want to make that code clear and easy, um, easier to work with. And so I, I think it's a great article and there's some interesting things in here. Um, But to me, like as you journey and become more experienced uh, you start to learn, like you have to live with this code long term, and that it becomes important to, to write good code. Um, You know, it's not, we're not talking about playing Vim golf here, right? We're talking about actually um, having to come back to this code in four months and remember what the hell you wrote and how you can fix it or debug it or you know do whatever you need to do. And um, and so I, I kind of I kind of disagree with Sasha because I think the word productive is su- subjective. Um, if you look at it purely from a, a feature shipping standpoint, maybe um, you know an inexperienced developer can ship a lot more, they'll write a lot more code and ship it, Um, but at the same time, you're gonna end up with this, um, you may end up with more bugs, right? So, uh, what's
1: your take on that, Ryan? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I hear you. Okay, cool. I'm on my iPhone now, so. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, I think that, I I agree with a lot of the stuff you said there. I think that um, it's it's basically the same question with testing. Uh, It's the exact same argument, like, yeah, testing slows you down in the beginning, but then it allows you to maintain a better velocity later on. Yeah. Uh, If you never refactor any code, yes, you save some time in the beginning, but then go back to that project after looking at it, after taking two months off and try to figure out how to change anything or hand it off to another developer, and the owner of that code will be pretty pissed off. So it's a question of of technical debt. Bad Mm -hmm. developers create as much technical debt as they do production code you know like they're pretty efficient at producing both of those things and so um, that's why I think again, yeah short, it's sure it's a short-term benefit to, to being crappy I suppose um, but even then, I'll argue with you that good developers I think there's a curve like you get where Sh- Sasha started now where he is now and then if he keeps going along the curve he can get back to the point where he writes he write like my my rule is like if I'm writing a lot of code I'm doing something wrong like search for a package maybe do something else make the feature smaller like mm-hmm. it's a smell to me if I'm writing uh, more than you know twenty lines of code on something
0: yeah that's interesting yeah yeah so I I tend to agree with your statement there I feel like you're you're saying I'm cold so I'm gonna burn my house down right <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, that's the technical debt that you're talking about. Like you, you can really punch it up and get a lot of features out, but later on, like you, you will pay for it at some point.
1: Yep. Or no, not? maybe not you. Cause maybe you're not the developer on that project anymore, but whoever inherits that project will pay.
0: Yeah. I feel like there's, to me, like being at differential and creating, you know, multiple apps within a, a year time span, I felt like there was uh, a demarcation point where you could spend 8 to 12 weeks working on an app and you could build something that everyone could test in in staging or QA or whatever you call that environment and everyone could feel confident in what you're releasing. But then like every day you go past that without tests, it's going to become harder and harder for you to to completely feel comfortable releasing an app even after you do QA because there's just going to be stuff that you forget
1: about yeah yeah so uh you know sasha we'll see you on the other side of the curve don't go down the left side come down the right with us
0: (laughs) (laughs) keep going on your journey i promise we'll applaud your refactor (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right uh so i skipped your story if you want to jump in and do it real quick uh, okay
1: sure um meteor and ionic yeah it was it's pretty cool like once again um nick uh Vintage, like, surprised me. I he um, I find out about this stuff late, but he's like, oh, check out this blog post. And I realized he'd been working on this stuff for, like, three or four weeks, you know, like, <laughs> diligently in the background. But he's he's working to um, bring Ionic framework to Meteor without uh, Sans um, Angular. Angular, Yeah, so um, he's looks like, I mean, by the checklist, he's maybe two-thirds of the way done. Um, he's obviously looking for help if anyone wants to help, but the end end result is that you get, um, like, again, I just love how there's all these different, you know, these new experiments on how to build um, apps in different ways. Like, so I love Polymer still, absolutely, uh, but I love this too, you know, so I think it's great that we have another experiment for a way to build apps uh, that look great um, with less effort. Yeah.
0: So Um, I've actually started to play with it uh, this week uh because you know it's funny like Nick sent me the article as well and he was like you I saw your tweet about ratchet you shouldn't use ratchet use ionic and I'm like come on dude you're kidding so uh yeah I don't know <laughs> like I decided to start playing with it and um I you know I he's got a good blog post I'd say go read that he talks a lot about uh you know specifics of why you'd want to be a little more native feeling per platform. And Mm -hmm. that's really what it does. It's like bootstrap, but if bootstrap detected each environment and made your UI more specific because the fonts and the buttons and the sizing and the placement, like everything is, is more iOS like or Android like, and it detects that platform and serves the right CSS up. So
1: yeah. And I had a conversation about this with somebody else and at the end of the day, like, yeah, maybe Apple would feature your app if it looks Apple-ish more than if it looked Google-ish. But at the end of the day, who gets featured? You know, almost nobody ever. <laughs> uh, the odds <laughs> are pretty slim. And then that, and that only, like, only like what percentage of the of even the web development population or even app developer population could detect the difference between an Apple app and a Google app? You know, like, it's a pretty small percentage of, of, of people. And so... I think it's cool, but, you know, like, Polymer for us, yeah, our apps on iOS look like they're Google apps, and only, like, you know, 1,000 people in the world even understand what I just said there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. um,
1: Anyway, good stuff. But, yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's definitely something – the thing I do like about it is once he's done with this, it should be very production-ready, you know, like, Mm. Ionic's been around for a while, so – uh, Polymer is still like way out on the edge. There's still bugs. We we come up with bugs every day as we're working on it, which kind of sucks. But um, Well, yeah.
0: I mean, there's still no polyfill for um, uh, the Shadow DOM, right?
1: Um, well, I don't know uh, the Shadow DOM. I mean, it, it works in, in all the modern browsers, even some that haven't implemented uh, Shadow DOM. So I'd say there is a polyfill for that.
0: Ah, interesting.
1: Unless, okay. um, unless I'm confused, but yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. All right, next. We'll go to the next topic. But yeah, just check that out and help them out if you if you're interested in building beautiful apps.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'm playing with it. You should yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mitrello slash uh,
1: Libreboard. So you uh, oh, gosh, I'm like, I get it, like, back-to-back. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. All right, so so, so uh, who, who's the guy who made this? Do you remember the name? Is this is the next oh, thing? Uh, I mean, you
0: would ask that. He's, uh, yeah. he's
1: open-sourced it, um, yeah, just, which just is really why I wanted to talk about it. Yeah. Well, but uh, first of all, like, a, a guy a guy built a, a, a Trello clone with Meteor, and it looks – it's actually using the exact CSS, the, the actions of dragging and dropping. Um, look very similar. Well, actually dragging and dropping uh, that worked. Maybe I'm on, I must be on a board here that I don't have access to change. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. I just dropped it on this public one. Um, but yeah, so it, it's, it's uh, here. My test board. All right. Yes. Yeah. Even the little loading animation is, is ripped off from Trello. But yeah, the animations when you drag stuff around is just like Trello. Um, and um, he's open sourced it. I, um, <clears throat> I'm really impressed I mean I think that that's it's not easy to build an app that is a copy of an app that I mean how much money do you think they've spent building Trello I know this isn't full featured, but uh it's pretty impressive that we were able to he was able to knock this out that fast
0: yeah well he's probably missing like the gold package stickers right <laughs> good those, good
1: good those are
0: important right I uh, mean
1: come no, on this, this
0: nope. isn't full featured just kidding <laughs> We all hated that, and made fun of it, but um, yeah. No, I think number one, like to me, I love seeing this because there's, you know, there's 162 stars, there's 26 forks. Like, we need more open source examples in the community. You know, I I can only point to uh, uh, triplet or um, crater or telescope so many times before it's like people are asking me like are there good examples of code i can read like this is an example of code that you can read and uh, i think as a as a developer starting out it's it's good to to browse through and and look at other people's code so um it's a great way to learn in my opinion
1: yeah so it's maxime candal i guess is the way i would say it is french guy
0: yeah um, and yes yeah, sir
1: yeah, yeah. Is that is that photo on his profile him, or is that some famous person that I don't know? <laughs> I, I have no idea. If you look at his, look at his GitHub profile, it's like a. Yeah, anyway, uh, I'm so curious. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, check it out, man. It's 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 probably a really good um, example of um, you know a modern um, media app too, because he literally just started working on this thing uh, weeks ago, I believe, unless I'm wrong about that too. Uh, but it hasn't it hasn't been going on for very long, so there's not going to be a lot of old cruft in there.
0: Yeah, definitely worth so, looking at.
1: Uh, and maybe it wasn't uh, – it looks like the other guy might be the, the guy who started as I go back through here. So, yeah, anyway.
0: <laughs> All right, and then our last post here, uh, hot off the presses, Again, if if you have any questions you want us to answer, like we'll take two or three minutes at the end of the show maybe answer a question, feel free to queue those up now. I see we have five viewers. Uh, Just use the Q&A portion there and and we'll answer them. But the last story is uh, implementing an instant search solution with Meteor. Um, This was posted, I think, just today, yeah, January 9th. Um, I haven't even had a chance to read through the entire thing, um, but it looks like basically uh, a type-ahead package, and um, you can back it up on the back-end by anything that you want. So um, he's got, um, you know, if you go into Bulletproof Meteor, he shows you how to do it with MongoDB or Elasticsearch uh, and getting the results out that way. And um, someone even asked in the comments, like, can we do geospatial query? And he said in the back-end, you can get any kind of data, but in the client, currently, it only does text search, so.
1: Um, yeah yeah so did you click into the to the demo um that he has of this yeah I'm uh, clicking on it right now a search demo um yeah, it is weird those I noticed like I, of course the first thing I search for is my own w blog package and it doesn't show up but uh like a fork of my package shows up so that's interesting <laughs> um yeah uh so yeah it must not have the entire atmosphere database in there um but it is it is like super snappy um So uh, we, you know, we've built, I I mean, I know I've built some instant search stuff in the early days of Meteor. So it's beautiful now that you can just pull this right out of the box and it works. I think it's working out of the box with Mongo search. Um, But um, that's, that's really all you need when you're MVP.
0: Yeah. And he's got, so I'm looking at here, he's got a demo app too. So the, the demo app that you talked about clicking on and playing with, which works really well. He's uh, he's also got the code open sourced on GitHub. Um, mm,
1: okay, yeah.
0: So probably worth is. looking at. Yeah, so it looks like you just define a source and he runs some code in here and the code just runs like the package.find and returns, uh, actually not even a cursor, he's returning the actual data, that's interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's not like uh, it's not a meteor collection, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So
0: my, my, maybe maybe he's serializing that somehow and sending it over the wire.
1: Mm-hmm. Be
0: curious to dig into this more.
1: Yeah. Yeah, literally. Yeah, I think he just he just sent this out this morning. Um, yeah. So definitely something to check out. Anything new going on with you, Josh?
0: Uh you know, uh, besides moving? just moved. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big thing. I got super fast internet. I think my. My internet connection is faster than my Wi Fi can pump
1: out. <laughs> oh wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we
0: got a hundred meg internet, but like the eight oh two eleven N two point four gigahertz will only give us like forty megs huh. by default. So Where'd
1: you get where'd you get that internet access from?
0: Uh since I bell, we got the uh the Fi Optics. So uh, it's been pretty yeah. exciting.
1: Our our new building has crappy internet for now. They're wiring it up. Uh the building's getting fiber, but yeah, so I'll have to make sure I do my podcasting from a different place next time. So. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, so uh, for me, like, I'm just working on, uh, I want to get eight days of Meteor out this weekend if I can. Uh, cool. I was talking to Mike Rissy, and looks like I'm going to try to use uh, MeteorPad as the the middle package. You can get access to my solution for the homework, so um, it'll be delivered as a, a MeteorPad link. So I'm pretty okay. excited about that. Cool my big thing this weekend how about you
1: oh i'm just jamming on on a uh, user cycle every day um oh uh, yeah we're working on a screencast by the way actually yeah you know about this we're gonna use creator as the uh example app so i haven't pulled that data into a database yet that you sent me but oh yeah nice uh, yeah we're basically trying to create i mean it's like to get User cycle up on a media app is literally just watch the uh, screencast and copy and paste a few commands and boom it'll be there. We we made a little package that makes it easy. So nice. Um, yeah, and we'll explain the value proposition better maybe in a future episode. But um, we're pretty excited. We've got um, some really cool features coming out in the next few weeks. Awesome yep so
0: all right that's so, what i'm working on <laughs> real quick uh charles watson wanted us to give a shout out to uh, <laughs> DominusGame.net. have you ever uh, played that i haven't played it yet i should play that
1: yeah i played it uh, yeah you like it i play i play i play too many games yeah i did like <laughs> it. the only problem i have with it was it was it was like it's like real time it's like a real time game so which mm. makes sense since it's meteor and i tend to not have enough contiguous time to play the game so i wish i was like 20 years younger and could play
0: <laughs> had 20 things less on your plate to do yeah
1: yeah so whenever nice. i start playing dominus i i end up just uh you know like fading away i'm sure the rest of the competitors like that though so
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice nice yeah. all right so uh last thing here is uh Patreon, uh, I didn't mention that earlier. If you go to patreon.com slash meteor club, I believe it is, we, uh, we have a campaign set up there. And uh, if you want to get in on the chat room, um, we've got a Slack chat room that you can get access to as a reward. Um, we're also thinking about starting a new podcast soon, uh, more of a round table style. Uh, longer format um we're getting close closer to that goal uh we're at 55 now and that goal is 250 so keep it coming guys um and uh shout out this week to david s he's uh he's a new patron this week so thank Mm you always appreciate that um yeah so i guess we'll see you guys next week